What do you think about that guy? That guy? I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I don't trust him, though. Why? He seems too perfect. Welcome to today's process. Free your foibles. Stand up, push forward, let's light the lantern. How does the husband entrepreneur escape the understory while still having a marriage that not just survives, but thrives in an environment where modern business is under attack? The fog of the understory covers everything, and we are surrounded by monsters and bandits. My name is Wade Skalski, the understory lawyer, and we will face them together as we build the classic American business. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, husband entrepreneurs? Those of you who are in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. All right, so we've got a couple things to talk about today, and it's going to take a little bit of nuance, a little bit of uh, not blind lemming hitting the pedal to feed itself, but uh, actually you putting your thinking cap on and being like, Hmm. How does this apply to me? But uh, I'm going to give you a little story about how the concept that we talked about today uh, impacted my life professionally and personally. So when I started my career as a lawyer, I was 25, right? You get out of law school, popped right out, like, all right, I'm like, boom. And you look, when you do that, you kind of look at the, the landscape before you and you say, well, what is everybody else doing? Right. And this was my first mistake, but you know, it happens. Um, and as a lawyer, if, if you look at lawyer advertisements, advertisements, aid, advertised means, I don't know, different ways to, different ways to uh, pronounce that. Um, you know, and let's talk about male lawyers, right? So they all have the hair that's parted to the side, short haircut. They're all wearing a blue suit and they're all wearing a red tie with a white shirt. That's it. And they all kind of have a, there. and the only choice you have is if you're looking serious or smiling, like legitimately the only difference between, and it's a binary choice. You're either looking serious or you're smiling. That's your only choice. That's what you get. And that was sort of the, that was sort of the system that I was pushed into. And, you know, and then I was like, well, let's make it, let's like make it even more restrictive. Let's go, let's go, go into criminal law and then be a prosecutor and then be a defense attorney, which is if you ever want to have a very like preconceived notion industry, it's that industry. Cause every, you know, it's like everybody has seen everything on TV. Everybody, everybody is like, this is what it's like. And so you have all these preconceived notions that you have to adhere to, or at least I should say you think you have to adhere to. And what I found by that is that the, the more because it was so restrictive in my professional life, it was, it was, uh, it made things, I may, I should, I should say, I made things more chaotic in my personal life because I've talked, I mean, like, look, I'm an entrepreneur trapped in a lawyer's body. I'm high in openness, high in attraction to abstract ideas, high in creativity. And so, you know, when I'm stuck in this box of this very defined job and then business, um, you know, I acted out and I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, so when I was, when I wasn't in, cause when you're in court, I was in court every day for basically 20 years. And when you're in court every day for 20 years, you, you, every word you say is recorded. Okay. And then, so, you know, there's no, I've only in 20 years, I only cursed one time on the record. And it was because I was so enraged at an opposing counsel. Um, that I did curse and it's on the record. So if you want to comb through 20 years of transcripts with court reporters, you can go find a curse word in there. One 
curse word in 20 years. And if you've listened to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that there's, there's a lot more than one curse word in there in the last year. And so year and a half, whatever it is. And so like, look, um, the first thing you want to think about when you're starting the classic American business is can you, can you look at those two things? Can you look at our, what industry am I in one? And then two, like, what is my personality? Now, if I was super high in conscientiousness and if I was super low in openness and super low in creativity, I probably wouldn't be an entrepreneur, right? I'd be an accountant or something like that. Okay. But let's say that you're an accountant and you want to start your own business. You don't, you have the opposite problem. And your opposite problem is, is that, is that you may need to, instead of tamp down what you're doing, uh, you may need to increase it. Okay. It just depends on your industry. Every industry is different, but the, the core principle I'm going to talk to you about today about free your foibles is freeing your foibles is the way to free yourself from being commoditized. You see, when you would go online and I would advertise online with every other lawyer on Avo, they're literally, if you go on Avo.com and you pick any location, I don't care what it is. And they'll just list like 50 lawyers in a row. Right. And they all look the same. They're all identical. And then you'll look at the descriptions and all the descriptions are identical. Right. And so you're a commodity. And, and then when you're a commodity like that, people decide on price and, and trust me on this people, not all people, but, but people will, will, will decide on $50. I, I had a, and I'll never forget this. I was, I had a client prospective client come in and I walked this person through, I'm going to say two hours of, of like education bridge. Like this is your problem. This is everything that you need to do. This is everything I would need to do. These are all the things we got to worry about. And when that person came in, they were all freaked out, like unbelievably panicked. And then when they were done, they left and they felt great because I knew it was, I had educated them through the entire time. Cough button. Flatulence button. So it's not really a, it is a, but is it a button? It's a slider on this microphone now. But anyways, I had a, I'm still playing hurt. I'm still, I'm actually feeling better this morning though. I'm, I'm a little sweaty, but that's just because the garage bunker is kind of hot. Even this early morning, I don't know what the temperatures It's five twelve AM and it's already hot in here. Um, and so I, I had, I had spent two hours and I'm not cheap. Like that's like, I don't know, $800, $1,000 of time. And they're like, Oh, I feel great. And then, so then that we, we, and this was, I didn't charge, you know, $500 an hour back then, but like, they were like, Oh, okay. And then, and then I like said, well, let me, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then they call me back and they're like, well, I'm going to go with this other lawyer. And I said, well, and I, sometimes I'll ask why I was like, well, what, why I'm actually surprised. I, I thought that, you know, that we had a, you know, we had talked everything to you and I, I try to find these things out so that I can, whatever it is that I did to, you know, mess up the sales process. I want to try to fix that. So it asked for feedback. And, and she said, well, this other lawyer was $50 cheaper than you. Now I could have done three things. I could have gotten infuriated and like been like externally infuriated. Right. I did not do that. I could have said to her, well, I'll, I'll cut you a slack on 50 bucks. Right. And I did not do that. And the reason why I did, and I think that's what she expected me to do. I think, I think she was, I don't even know if she had another lawyer uh, and I'm just realizing this now, maybe she didn't have another lawyer. I think she did. Um, and she, maybe she was expecting me to try to match price. Okay. 
And if you match price like that, if you say, yeah, I'll take $50 off, then you set this expectation between you and your client that is just, it's that they have control over you. Now, and this is the whole idea of the client is always right, all right? So I don't know what kind of world you want to live in, but do you want to live in a world where your clients have control over you? I don't want to have control over my clients and I don't want my clients to have control over me. I want us to collaborate. And so now I know in that business that there's a way that you could do it. I could do it now. Okay. Like now I know even in that business, there's a way to do that. Right. But here's, here's the thing is like, you know, day two days ago, we talked about, um, you want to be mobile, right? You want to make sure that you have a business that has a part of it that is, that is not dependent upon your actual geographic location. Now it doesn't have to be your entire business. Okay. For some of you, it will be. Um, but you know, it has to be an ability that you need to move that you can, if you have to, in an emergency, right. For whatever reason, or, you know, there's a hurricane destroys your whole business, your brick and mortar, whatever. So you want to make sure that as like, just as a fallback that you had, that you, that you, um, that you have a business that you can be mobile in. Then yesterday we talked about that you want to build a mobile, right? The idea that have part of your business be something, something physical, right. That you can actually, um, sell to someone face to face, like you could actually take and you could barter it for something right now. This doesn't have to be the core part of your business, you know, and, and um, if you've got an established business, but if you already have an established business, think about, is there something that I can create that if the, there was a zombie apocalypse, I could literally just pick it up, take it over and I, I could, I could barter with it. Right. And, and there's a lot of different reasons for that. One is that, you know, actual, there may be actually a zombie apocalypse. Um, but if there isn't one and in like, like, look, it's the per- percentage of that chances is, isn't high. It's not a hundred. I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't say this. it's not high. I should say it's not a hundred percent, but it's not zero either. Okay. So that's just sort of like an insurance thing for you. Right. Like if you ever have to like churn butter at your house and you're stuck out and you've got to go to the farmer's market and it's a, you know, a utopian return to the utter anarchy of, of a, a very non-complex economy, then yeah, that's backup. But the other reason is, is that it forces you to think differently. And when you think differently in one area of your business, you would be shocked how much it will improve and jar you out of the, the ossified stagnation of other parts of your business. So if you have a big business, just, just make something small. I don't, you know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, instead of breaking up the ships, breaking up the businesses, go build something, right? That's, um, that's the lesson from, um, uh, the Pierce Brosnan movie, whose name I can't remember right now, where he's, uh, it'll come to me in about 25 minutes, but uh, where the, you know, instead of breaking up the business, he helped the guy build it, right? They wanted to build something, whatever. So, and then the third thing is, so it's, it's uh, be mobile, build a mobile. And the third one is free your foibles. Okay. Sort of rhymes. So it's, it's, it's be mobile, build a mobile, free your foibles. Now, the reason why you do that is because then you can't be commoditized. So, if I say to you, build a mobile, any moron can build a mobile. Okay. Or anyone can mass produce whatever it is. Like I'm actually thinking about boots. Like I think I'm going to learn how to make cowboy boots. And there's a couple different reasons for this. One is I think cowboy boots are cool. Two is that there's a whole concept of the understory ranger and I can make some understory ranger boots that are kind of based off the cowboy boot, which is the classic American boot for the classic American business. But then there's still a link to sort of the, sort of the, the art side of what I'm doing. And that's, and, and you're like, you're, you're going to do what? So like, look, 
you got to, if you want to be different, you've got to, you've got to free your foibles, man. I, I love, like, I loved comic books as a kid. I love Lord of the Rings. I love Dungeons and Dragons. I have always, I've always gravitated towards that type of like fantastical world, right? Science fiction. I read all, I read every single Isaac Asimov book like 15 times. Okay. And so that's just who I am. And the thing is, if I can inject that into my business in some way, if I can free that foible, then two things happen. One, you're like, oh, Wade's an Uber nerd. So if you're one, if you're a nerd yourself, then you're like, I understand Wade. But then if you're not a nerd, if you're, if you're like, uh, like super cool alpha guy, right. Then you're like, oh, Wade's a nerd. Cool. He can handle my trademark. (laughs) So in the business that I'm in, being a a super Uber nerd is not, uh, is not a negative because it actually, it helps lead to add to the cachet, right? But then there's the other thing too, which is the authentic part of it. And, and if you, if you were, if you have a, if you have 10 different robots that can all do the same job, then you're going to go with the cheapest robot. And that's effectively what's the, the economy has become so complex that, that you have 10 lawyers and there, you know, you have access to like 50 lawyers. The reason why lawyers used to make a lot of money is because there wasn't very many of them. And so even the shitty ones would get a lot of business because, you know, if you were in a town that had one lawyer and you had something legal to do, guess who you're going to? That one lawyer, unless you wanted to get on your horse and go 30 miles to the next town. And so because of all the communication and the world is flattened, it's like it doesn't exist anymore. And, this is, and also because of the law schools that have turned out this gigantic glut of lawyers and there's a bunch of smart people who, who didn't, who weren't willing. And I'm in this camp. Okay. So if like all you smart people that were like, Hey, or kind of like, I shouldn't say smart for all of you people who were like good at the system of school. That's a better way to say it. Doesn't necessarily mean you're smart. Trust me on this. I was the biggest idiot for like 20 years, but I was really good at the system of school. Right. For all of you that are good at the system of school, but don't know what to do with your life and to say, Hey, I'll go get an MBA or Hey, I'll go be a lawyer or whatever. That is a path of destruction. You should know what you want to do with your life. And if you can't figure it out, instead of taking the easy route of, hey, I'm going to go get an MBA or, hey, I'm going to go to law school or whatever to make the solution for you, you should sit down and take three years and try to figure it out instead. If my son or daughter was like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm thinking about going to law school. I would sit their asses down. I would be like, go do something else besides that, because you will lock yourself into a path that you can never escape because the the funds are even if they're to give you an uh, even if they're to give you a uh, scholarship for everything, then you're 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 for, you're you're forcing yourself into the kingdom of the mad for no reason. Figure it out what it is that you want to do. Now, if you've gone through that process, do not despair because advances are permanent, and through that process, the universe will tell you, will give you clues and and things that you're interested in that will help you to determine what your escape brand is going to be. And the same thing is true. And the exact same thing happens when someone says, I want to build a business, but like, I want to escape my job. I want to build a business. It's the same thing. There's no difference between someone saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go to law school. And someone saying, I hate my job. I'm going to go start a business. So I don't have, and I'm going to be self-employed. So I don't have to have a job anymore. It's the same thing. We need to figure out what our ranger mission is. And one of the ways that we also assist in doing that is to free your foibles. I sat down. I was like, fuck it. I I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be me and I'm going to, I'm going to let my foibles fly like your freak flag fly. Right. I'm going to let my, I'm going to free my foibles and I'm going to see what happens. 
So what happened? Well, uh, I'm doing a, (laughs) I'm doing a daily podcast. I'm crafting a monthly newsletter that has to do with commerce, creations and connections in that newsletter. I'm doing a monthly serial of a, like a fantasy chapter, chapterized serial novel. And I'm thinking about handcrafting boots. And then on the back end, there's legal services. <laughs> and I have clients like, like people come to me and they're like, I need, I, I am having a problem with tax. The IRS, IRS is mad at me. And, uh, and my trademark, I need my intellectual property handled. I'm like, all right, the IRS is a bandit. I hate to break this to you. So when we talk about monsters and bandits, monsters are your internal, internal, uh, obstacles and bandits are external obstacles. This whole podcast is about your internal obstacles, the monsters. Everything is about your internal, the whole front end of the, of my value ladder is, is to help you with your monsters. The whole back end of the service side is to help you with the bandits. The trademarks protect you from the bandits. When the IRS is mad at you and saying they're going to lean, seize everything and they're mad at you, that's a bandit. You got to figure it. You got to fix that. I can help you with that. And so don't you think now look like 95% of people will look at that and be like, I would actually like, like to go to the robot and have the robot help me. But entrepreneurs, you know, my husband entrepreneurs out there, robots kind of scare them. It's impossible for you to know if your robot has a gigantic, horrible, horrible problem in their life because they're not publishing daily or a lot. So you don't see them at their best. You don't see them at their worst. If they publish a lot, then everyone, you know, the, 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 the skeletons will pop out. Like if you listen to every single episode that I have, you'll probably be able to identify, okay, Wade's having challenges here. And this part of his life is having challenges here in this part of his life. But I don't hide from that. It's, it's, it's something that everyone has challenges. And if they don't acknowledge them, then run away, run away. Sir Robin, because just as if when I was putting myself in that box and my professional life appeared to be together, my personal life had to take the, the had to, had to offload the pressure of doing that into my personal life. And my personal life was a total chaos for many, many years. And when someone frees their foibles, is an authentic creative collaborator, publishes a lot, not only do you get to see them in their, in the wild, in their real environment, but it's very likely you'll have a sense of, is their personal life together or is it in chaos? And I, it's pretty important that the person that's helping me, their personal life not be in chaos. I had not one, but two accountants totally disappear on me. Just totally disappear on me. Just auger in nervous breakdown two different times. That's why the accountant that I have now is in a building. I was like, all right, you, there's more than one accountant here, right? Yes. And so I, 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 instead of having an individual personal accountant, I went and found a bunch of accountants that had been there for a long time in a building. Okay. That was if one of them goes insane, at least then I have a, I have a, a couple other in there and they're not, they're expensive. They don't, but, that, but I, that's one of the things is that they can't be commoditized is because they're like, we got, we got 50 accountants in here. Is that's <laughs> to me, I was like, great, let's do that. And so 
if you free your foibles, it is scary. It's scary. And you're like, but what if no one, but what if no one comes to me and tries to engage me in my business? If your business is flat, meaning that if, if it's not determined, if your business is not relying upon your geography or a portion of your business, okay, then the entire world is your, is your market. So for me, the, all the, all 50, all 50 states is my market because trademarks and, and tax is federal. I just need to have one license. I don't have to, whereas if I was to do like trusted estates, which was my original idea or, um, anything else, I have to either be licensed in that jurisdiction individually, uh, or I have to associate with another lawyer in that jurisdiction. And this is the thing that when I was trying to figure out the trusted estates that probably did it in for me at the end is that I, how am I going to scale that? I can't, I, I can't scale that, but with trademarks and, um, tax any, well, for trademarks, the whole world is your, is the whole world is your oyster. No, the whole world is your market because there are people in foreign countries who want trademarks in the United States. So the whole world is my market for trademark and for, uh, for tax, it's all 50 States. So like, that's a gigantic market. And so for me, if I step one, protect myself, right. Step two, protect my family. So I, I don't really need that many clients to feed my family. Okay. Now there's a scale obviously of, of how you want your business to go. But from just a, just a looking at a business being like, if, if the whole world fell apart, but it was still functioning in terms of there were still people who paid their taxes and there are still trademarks weren't in zombie apocalypse, Mad Max dystopian nightmare. Right. Then, then, all right, like we could feed, I could feed my people and I could be go anywhere. Okay. And so that's, when you're thinking about, so you don't need that many people. Okay. So yeah, 99% of people are going to be like, I don't really like that. I don't really like that guy. I want the robot. But a few of you would be like, I don't want the robot. The robots scare me. I want, I want that guy. And I'm, and I'm moderately interested in what he has to say about the bandits and the monsters. I'm moderately interested in what he has to say about the husband entrepreneur building a classic American business. And yes, I would like to stay married as I build my business. And yes, I would not like to feel trapped by my business. And you know, that guy over there who's talking about how he got commoditized and he was a robot for, you know, when he was early in his legal career, he might know something about it because he seems to have stepped on every single landmine and come out on the other side. And he's still married and his kids kind of like him, at least right now until they get to be teenagers and then they'll hate him like everybody else. So consider freeing your foibles. It's the last piece of the, of the business of your business plan that I'm going to give you be mobile, build a mobile, be mobile, build a mobile for your foible foibles, because then you can move anywhere. You can, you can have a product that works in any circumstance and you cannot be commoditized. That's your business plan. You got to figure out the rest. Then you decide, do I want to build a classic American business? And you're like, yes. And I'm like, all right. Cause you don't have to, that doesn't have to be a classic American business. What I just told you that can be, you can go in the high, high IQ elite level marketing world and build a business there and have a Franken funnel and have 50, 60 different things and, and, and use those concepts. People do it all the time. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's not for me. I don't know. Is it for you? If it's for you, then go to Russell Brunson. That's where you start. 
he's an authentic creative collaborator. He was originally in my starting five. He's no longer in my starting five because I'm just not the high, high IQ elite level marketing world's not for me. I want to build a bunch of husband entrepreneurs and we're rocking and rolling with the classic American business. Is that you? If it is, consider freeing your foibles. Just be you, man. Because then when we meet, we don't have to figure out if I secretly can trust you. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one. You're going to need one from time to time. But for right now, what I want you to do is take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade and simply write down, am I brave enough to free my foibles? And just remember, there is no end if you stay in the path of understanding. All right, husband entrepreneurs, I know you want to escape the current understory that you're trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you're going to need a creative clearing, a place to stand where you can make decisions in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course or coach or codex, but I cannot help you unless you raise your hand and say, I am over here. Subscribe to my email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast has the philosophy, but the daily emails have the insights. Raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Let's light the lantern. Subscribe at understory.news. The path of understanding never ends, but that does not mean you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern.